everyone. Welcome to JoJo's World. Buongiorno, people of the internet. You're really doing the Italian a lot lately. Look, I like... I, I'm really sad that Caesar's gone. And I say lately. <laughs> Since forever. <laughs> Not so recently for us. Yeah. Sort of... How long has it been? I think it's been... 10 to 12 weeks since we recorded an episode. So that's a good almost three months. Yeah. With no Jojo for me. It's been a heck of a cliffhanger too. Yeah, yeah, just a bit. I'm glad we did today. But since we've last recorded, we've, I don't want to sound arrogant, but I think don't think it's unfair to say we've exploded in popularity. <laughs> yeah, just a touch. I think we quintupled in listeners over that period. I've had people like come up to me and be like, oh, you're doing a podcast. And then I just have to respond with, Yes. What? <laughs> so, welcome to all the people who've joined us in that time. We hope you're still enjoying the show. Hi, Blade. How you going? <laughs> I also want to give big ups and shout outs to um, two people, Lython73 and Joshua Kevin Perry, for posting about us on the Stardust Crusaders Reddit, because I think that's how a lot of the new people found us. You the real men. I've only started browsing that Reddit since I think you pointed that out, the post out to me. Yeah, but that was because of my sister. Yeah, but we'll get to that in a moment. We'll get to that. <laughs> and that is such, just like a delightful community. I, I think I've sort of discouraged you from going on it too much because of spoilers. Well, I mean, I can't if I want to stay like chastised. Yeah, but everyone on it is just really chill and into JoJo. Like you see a lot of internet communities where people are sort of, you know, sort of elitist. and Yeah. Whereas people on that are like, hey, I've drawn this. What do you think? And it's like, dude, that's a dope drawing of Joseph. <laughs> Hey, I'm going to be watching it from the start. Do you want me to live blog my experiences? Like, yes, obviously. We love hearing about people talking about Jojo. It seems odd to me that I'm not allowed on there if it's so good, though. Oh. <laughs> Look, you just have to live in this bubble for... Another four years. Yeah, now, from now until we catch up with all the Jojo that's been made. <laughs> oh my god, I can't enjoy it. Anyway. <laughs> but you were saying about your sister. Okay, so... Oh, this is so weird, right? My sister found, through that subreddit, our podcast, because it was put up by... What was it Lython? Yeah. Yeah. It was put up by that guy. And I went, oh, okay. I could have told you that we were doing a podcast, but what? How did you get this? What, at what point did you, of all people, the person... She doesn't, like, watch anime at all, either. She just stumbled upon it. I don't know how, but she just stumbled upon it. And I just went... Maybe she was using the web platform StumbleUpon. Oh, possibly. Does anyone use that still? Doesn't matter. There's your answer. Um, yeah, but she just found us through that Reddit post, so thank Great. you. Yeah, so people have been finding us, they've apparently been enjoying us, which I love. Mm. Been getting a couple of corrections, which, you know, um, <laughs> I don't mind, but uh, a lot of the big podcasters I listen to find getting an abundance of corrections irritating. Yeah. Though, a few of our listeners have taken to correcting us through the medium of five-star iTunes reviews, <laughs> which... I'm, I think is great. Good work, guys. Good work. Thank you. Anyway, Thank you. we've sort of indulged ourselves for long enough. Thanks for listening. Let's yeah. uh, let's get into the episode. Oh, I got to tell the sister story. First. Oh, I thought that was the sister story. Oh no, there's more. Okay. Oh, there's more. So my sister found out about us. Yep. Right. And then she got in contact with me because she's living in Melbourne right now, and went, "Hey, Nick, you've kind of missed the most obvious reference of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Mm -hmm. you, you missed JoJo." And I went, "What? Excuse me." Who, no, Jojo came out, like, in the 80s. And she went, oh. Well, no, it's still a reference, though. Because Jojo came out probably two years ago. It's a retroactive reference. Yeah. Like how the most recent Bachelorette was called Jojo. <laughs> wow. This is getting into stuff that you aren't familiar with yet. But I really want to... Uh, if oh, I, God damn it! If I could pitch a part of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, it would be centred around a reality dating show. 
So your protagonist would be Jojo as the bachelor or bachelorette. Yep. And then you would have allies as, say, the person they eventually pick and maybe one or two others. Mm-hmm. And then for villains of the week, you would have um, other contestants who were like jerks as well as your ultimate villain being the villain in all of these reality dating shows, producer meddling. Ah, uh, the worst of all villains. Yeah, I think it would be really solid. <laughs> You'd have a lot of experience in that as well. You'd be like, hey, what up? I'm producer. And then you just, you just stab him right in there. <laughs> Suck the blood out of you. All right. Yeah. Today we watched episode 15 of Jojo's Bizarre Avenger, the sixth episode of Battle Tendency, A Hero's Proof. Now, this covers it... chapters 66 through 70 of the manga. Is it a hero's proof or hero's proof? A hero's proof. Okay. It's kind of an awkward title, I think. Yeah. Because the first thing I thought after doing a maths degree was, ah, yes, the proof of Fermat's last theorem. Fantastic. That's a sick math reference for anyone who's doing maths. But... I would call you out for being really nerdy, but we're doing an anime podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're doing an anime podcast about one of the most obscure animes ever. Getting, that has get, blown be... popularity yeah. in like the last three years. Getting more recognition over here. Yeah. Well, from us, at least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we start basically where we left off, where Caesar is distraught over his friend Mark's death. Uh, the okay Nazi. He was fine. I remember him from ten weeks ago being so lovely. He was just like a really cheery dude. <laughs> Who just so happened to be a Nazi. Who just so happened to be enough of a Nazi to be assigned to their super secret military base underneath the mouth of truth in Italy. I mean, you know, it's it's all it's all normal, it's all natural, it's yeah. all organically developed. So Caesar is understandably distraught at his death, then jumps into the air, stepping on Wamu's shadow as he does so, which I hadn't noticed before. So that, I guess that does come back in a small way. What do you know? Uh, and launching his Hamon bubble cutter at him. <laughs> and then we cut to the OP. That lasted for all of, what, 20 seconds? Yeah. So, like... Shooting right out of the gates this time. Yeah, after, like, a few months of nothing, it's just... <laughs> so, last time I... I neglected to look into the author's notes and stuff about Caesar, mm-hmm. uh, even though I usually like to do that as we introduce characters. So I looked into it for this episode, and there was a lot I couldn't talk about because it concerned later plot events. Great. But the bit that I could is that uh, he talks about how um, for part one, he wasn't able to sort of delve into the friendship part of a rival pairing, uh, which is, you know, something you see a lot in shonen manga. Yeah. Because Jonathan and Dio weren't really ever friends. Well, they were at one point, but bitter enemies. Pretending to be friends, but secretly hating each other the whole time. Genius. (laughs) He'll never suspect me. (laughs) Secretly, like, changing each other's clothes to be, like, one size smaller every day. I would just love, like, if Jojo, as he's getting more and more buff, his clothes got smaller and smaller, and he just went, oh, maybe they were were both secretly making each other's clothes one size bigger every day. And it's like, my clothes aren't really fitting. I need to work out more. I'm losing body mass. (laughs) And that's why. <laughs> and they just get sober. Yeah. Uh, whereas Caesar has obviously inherited the Zapelli bloodline, but is more of an equal to Joseph than we saw in the Jonathan Zapelli relationship. He was more of a mentor in that, as opposed to a friend. Yeah. Up until maybe latter half of this episode, they are still sort of bitter rivals, but they sort of gradually get a grudging respect for each other over the course of this episode. And from this point on, they're sort of fast friends. Okay. There's such a grudge, though. It's like, he's such a nuisance. But god damn if he doesn't make a good bubble. <laughs> and I also found some notes in the same thing about the pillar men design. So uh, it turns out the pillar men, their visual design was inspired by sort of Roman sculptures and the Sphinx. And I don't know what these are, but Japanese neo-statues. 
Oh. Which I assume are sort of similarly sort of masculine statues. I mean, I'd assume so as well. Yeah. And he did this to give them, quote, a mythical aura while also feeling familiar. Quite a bizarre juxtaposition, if I do say so myself. Brilliant. Thought you'd enjoy that. Brilliant. This and man. also, we talked a bit last time about Kaz's turban. Uh, yep. So apparently this is intended to show his superior power and his intellect as their king, and uh, sort of emphasise that by giving it a jewel. <laughs> and also, quote, I made him naked from the waist up to contrast with that air of intelligence. <laughs> sure. I mean, to be fair, it works. Mm-hmm. It works really well. He is naked from the waist up, so you can't fault that. Yeah. It's good shit. <laughs> so, OP. Okay, I did notice something. Yeah? Right? I did notice something. The lady who keeps showing up, when she's, like, still a silhouette and you don't see her face yet, she's wearing glasses. Ooh. Yep. That. Cool. That's my, uh, <laughs> that's my analysis right there. Yeah. I think ha- just not having seen it for so long, it. Yeah. The camp factor of it really, really stood out today. <laughs> it really hit home. Really, time. really good. It was really over the top. That's, so that's good. A great analysis from me. I, I like thing. It good. <laughs> it is very camp good. Yeah. It. Not much else to say about the OP this week, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, we haven't really delved into much more than... Yep, the Pillarmen are here. Yep. Uh, so, afterwards, uh, we see the aftermath of Caesar's vicious attack as one of his bubbles pops on Wamu's finger and burns it up. It, like, takes out a giant chunk of it, too, yeah. which is pretty awesome. Vicious. Yeah. And then he's like, well, better better deal with this. And then he sort of swings his head and the the hair wire thingies off on his... The dreads? Yeah, his dreads swing through the air and little hooks send out a little wind vortex that pops all the bubbles at once. Now, I'm not calling bullshit on this. <laughs> However, wh- he just waves his hair around... And then a magical vortex appears at every single one of them. Well, we talked about last time about how he has, like, wind powers. Yeah, true. Because he uses the wind from his horn to cut up all the Nazis. True, true. And we see a bit more of that later in the episode, too. But he literally just beckons yeah. his head a bit. He's a hard counter. He is a hard counter. <laughs> um, so, Speedwack introduces that since they can deal with this, uh, they must have faced Hamlin sometime 2,000 years ago. My god. Dun dun. And Jojo's like, Caesar may be a narcissist, but his Hamon skills are solid. I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> just as soon as he says that, you just go, ah, yes, this is the Jojo I remember. And then Speedwagon's like, look out, Caesar, that wasn't just wind. Quote, it was the aftermath of a powerful vortex that's still active. <laughs> and then Caesar's face gets real cut up. The weird thing is, it's just his face. None of his other body parts get Precision wind vortex attack. <laughs> We see that later. Ooh. Ooh. Later-ish. The Pillar Men are like, I thought we killed all the Hamon users 2,000 years ago. I guess not. And then Caesar's like, I can't believe you killed Mark. I'm going to take you out even if you destroy my eye. And they start laughing at him. Idiots. Little do they know that Jojo's in the room. They talk for a bit about how back in the day, Hamon users were always like, oh, I don't care if you lose my, if I lose my eyes or my arms. He was my friend. Can't you see how much I loved him? Boo hoo hoo hoo. An empathetic shit. <laughs> Just a couple of sociopaths whining about how people aren't sociopaths. Yeah. <laughs> More or less. Mm-hmm. So they go to leave. Caesar goes to attack him again. It doesn't go well. Yeah, no, it doesn't go well. He, what happens? He, um... I mean, he just gets, like, two fingers, almost like he's making a gun shape, and as Caesar's jumping in on him, he just hits right here mm. on his neck and just holds him up by the neck with two fingers. Yeah, that's like some Darth Vader shit. Yeah, just prodding into his throat, and I think he says, uh, your weak points are your throat and lungs yeah. or something, and he just holds him there. 
He just effortlessly mm-hmm. holds him there. And he's like, I'm not going to kill you because I'm the sort of anime idiot who's like, oh, this guy has some potential. I'm going to wait for him to get stronger and then come fight me because that's what really turns me on. <laughs> to be fair. He does a little monologue where he says, uh, I shall spare you for I long for the opportunity to meet when you are stronger. Next time we meet, I want to admire your strength. I want you to become worthy of my time so that I might destroy you with great honour. I'm feeling a little bit aroused already. <laughs> it's just, that's badass. Just the idea of like, oh yeah, I could kill you right here and now. But I'll let you live just to get stronger. Just so I can prove a point. Yeah. And just throws him off. And then they're like, oh well, that was fun, let's get out of here. <laughs> I think literally like, later on, they're just like, yeah, I'm just going to be outside. Yeah. <laughs> so they're walking away and then you hear like, Excuse me. <laughs> He, yeah, he does that in the anim- in the uh, in the dub, and then he says, um, "Sorry, I can't th- seem to shake this cough. Maybe it's all it's all the ham on training that's making me ill. What do you think?" <laughs> it's kind of like saying, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize that I was waiting in the the queue for the bank. God, all this money must just be weighing me down so much. <laughs> I'm just so good at ham on. Please don't pay attention to me." <laughs> Looks at them. It's like, "Oh yeah, don't look at me." I'm only the number one paid model in the world. (laughs) So Jojo reveals, after examining Caesar and determining that his eye is fine, that in the time since last episode, where in the car on the way to this place, where he was complaining about not having his own special technique, he's developed his own special (laughs) technique. Now, that's badass. He pulls out these, um, he calls them clackers. Uh, but uh, they're like basically bowlers, you know, those things that you throw and they wrap around people's legs. Yeah, they're sort of like two balls. Probably made out of metal, I assume. Yeah. Which I will get to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You had a gripe with know. that. Uh, connected by a wire, and then there's a little ring in the middle that you put on your finger, and then you just clack them. Yeah. So, I guess it's right to call them clackers, in a sense. Not technically right, but, you know, <laughs> right. So, yeah, he starts filling them up with, with, with the ham on juice. Uh, in the dub, he says, My name is Joseph Joestar, and these are the hands known for defeating your mate, San Viento. Now... Just putting it out there. They're made out of metal, right? Do you remember the problem with Hamon and metal? Well, as straight so we described to us during the fight with Dio, the thing about metal is you need to maintain constant contact. This is very important later. Very important later. <laughs> anyway, what happens then? Well, look, I think we've all come to accept that there are a lot of moments in JoJo that don't necessarily bear up to the closest examination, but it gets by on style. Bah! I need my anime completely 100% sound at all times. Look, you're going to be in for a bad time. Look, how would Bleach have survived if not for its ironclad logic? Ble- that finished recently, didn't it? Did it? Yeah. Um, I thought it was just perpetually... As I understand, going. it was cancelled because it wasn't going anywhere and then it wrapped up with a really unsatisfying ending. <laughs> of course it did. I mean, to be fair, it was literally going nowhere. And I stopped watching it probably eight years ago. So, yeah. Oh, the anime was cancelled a long time ago. Yeah, it was. No, the manga is finished. God damn. But, you know, I don't really know enough about it to comment on it further. Ironclad logic with a lot of death. I understand that Aizen, the antagonist, got basically everything he wanted. Did he? Yeah. Oh, no. What a bastard. But that somehow that's meant to be like a happy ending. What? what? Okay. Bleach, what the hell? Bleach kind of had the problem which Jojo, with the possible exception of this part, really easily circumvents, where, um... They're strong and they just get stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh no, this new enemy is more powerful than anything that we've faced before. Strike training montage, power up, beat it. Oh no, <laughs> this new enemy is more powerful than anything we've faced before. But it also adds the problem of 
whose enemy has a new power set. How will Ichigo learn that he also has access to it? <laughs> I think my favourite was when the Bunkai was revealed, and you're just sitting there going, okay, so you're now Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z got away with it because it shouted for 20 episodes at a time. Bleach does not have a lot of shouting. It's more like, Bunkai! And then that's it. That's all the shouting. But anyway, this isn't a Bleach podcast. No, it's not. This is a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. About good anime. Ooh, shots fired. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of my role in this show, to denigrate other anime, but... True, true. Anyway, Joseph is swinging his things around like an idiot, and then he clanks himself on the head, and he's like, Oh no! And crouches. And then uh, Speedwagon just goes, What? This is no time to be fooling around! Caesar says, um, My friend just died, man. <laughs> it's the literal, Come on, bro! Yeah, like, can you take this a bit seriously, please? It's like Death at a Funeral, where he's like, A man has died here. Yeah. Can we at least take this somewhere Have seriously? some dignity, Joseph. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah. And then the pillow men are just uh, really unfazed. And that was fun. Let's leave. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, be outside when you need me. Yeah, sure. One thing, of man. them says, Let's keep moving. Apparently the human race has regressed rather than evolved. And Wamu goes, Quite the understatement. Ooh! <laughs> The burn. The sick 2,000-year-old god burn. Classic. And then Speedwagon has a realisation that these guys are way out of JoJo's league. And he says, uh, he'd be fine if he was facing a street punk, but these guys are just too much for him. A street punk. A fucking street punk. I mean, he's... He's clowned on some street punks in the early episodes. That is true. Well, they were police officers, weren't they? And also the mobster guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. the mobster the guy! The guy who looks barely human. That's right. Pigman. No, yeah. the cop was the pigman. The mobster guy was oh, like some yeah. sort of 1920s cyberpunk. A giant bowling ball man with weird, weird haircuts. Yeah. And also the terrorists that took over the plane. Oh, yeah! Well, they're not really street punks. They're no. air punks. Sky punks. Sky punks. You can't come into my convention where we're all cosplaying as sky punks. <laughs> it's like, what do I need? Uh, you need slick hair. Mm-hmm. And a bad attitude. Those, um, that leather hat with the goggles. <laughs> The steampunk. Fun fact thing. about those, um, because of art style evolutions uh, and how similarly Jonathan looks to Joseph, uh, whenever Araki draws Joseph these days, he has one of those pilot's hats. Really? Yeah. Oh, why is... He briefly wears one later in the arc. Oh, okay. All right. That's oh, weird. Yeah. All right. I don't understand why he'd do that yet, but that... okay. I mean, planes. Yeah, true planes. Yeah. <laughs> He's, so they go to leave, and Jojo is uh, complaining. It's like, why isn't anyone taking my little metal balls seriously? Now, I didn't take them seriously, mm-hmm. and I'm the viewer. They, they look a bit underwhelming at this stage. Yeah, they do. They're pink. They're tiny. They got J's on them, so they it's got, personalized. They got, like, gold J's on them. Like, where did he get these balls from? <laughs> did Was there just someone... Mark's car. Yeah, was there someone in Italy, or in Rome, rather, that, you know, had... These balls readily made that he just went, hang on guys, just gotta I mean, stop. It's like personalised license plates. They're selling personalised <laughs> clackers. Personalised balls, just for you. We need more bort clackers. Repeat, <laughs> we need more <laughs> bort clackers. Anyway, um he starts flinging them around and then he throws one at Whammo. Whammo and he he dodges in a really fast manner. It's sort of like Santana how he contorted his body. Oh, ac- no, actually, I forget. This time he just sort of moves his head and it flies into the pillar behind him. Oh yeah. And then he starts flinging his remaining one around, reveals he has another one, and then does some sort of trick where they are... They appear... They, from Mamu's perspective, they disappear. Yeah. So it's like you can see the wire going down his arm, 
But he's hidden it up his sleeve. Yeah, and then he goes, he starts singing that song, Working on the Railroad. Which I, for the life of me, can't remember. In Japanese, at least, he does that. But yeah. in English, he sings a song, sort of a song parody of it. What? He goes, I've been training on my ham on all the live long day. <laughs> And he says, well, look at Ma, nothing in my hands. Where are the clackers? A true magician never reveals his secrets. Eat this! <laughs> and then he reveals that they were sort of, the string was running like along down his arms. His, yeah, so his hands sort of are outstretched to him. Yeah. His elbows are bent. So the wire comes back from the top of his hand, down his forearm, behind the elbow. Yep. Up this weird bit that I don't know the name for. The other part of the arm. The other part of the arm that doesn't bend, like the elbow. And then they sort of, with the balls, are sort of holding each other there along his back. Yeah, between his shoulder blades. Yeah. Yeah. And so he he exerts some pressure and changes his stance and they fly out at Wamu. Bam! Cool sneak attack. I think he was trying to lure him in to get him closer so he couldn't dodge in time or something. Yeah, pretty much. He was trying to sneak him, as it were. Joseph Joestar pulling a sneak attack? I know. No, that doesn't seem right. I know, I know, but stick with it. It, it, it gets better, okay? It gets better. It gets better. I'm, I'm sure you're sceptical at this point. but it So then Wamu does the Santana sort of body contortion stuff. Yeah, like really weirdly as well. It's not like Santana where he fits through a vent contortion. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, I better dodge these things. Let's put my stomach over here. Yeah, it's, it's like... Keep my legs in the same Imagine place. as if... Someone had just blown off, like, a portion of his torso, except it just goes somewhere else in his body and you don't see where. Yeah, it's weird. A good weird. Yeah, it's cool. It's very bizarre. This sort of gets his attention and he's like, this is becoming fun. Thus, I shall give you one minute. And he flicks his... His hair. His hair again. Uh. Yeah, his hair. And uh, a cut opens up on Joseph's wrist that starts bleeding heavily. Quite heavily. Yeah. It's sort of like a small stream. Yeah. Possibly a small waterfall. Says, uh, I shall use your wound as a timer. Your wrist will work well as a timekeeping device. You will lose consciousness due to loss of blood in one minute. Uh, the rest of the episode goes for about 12. Yeah. But, but you know, let's... Just go with it. Yep. And the, the other pillar men are just like, we're going outside. Yeah, literally like, we'll be outside waiting for you. Yeah. Just, you know, cool. Have your fun. <laughs> so this is where, this is one of one of the coolest, like, uh, Joseph fight moments, I think. Oh, where Wamu says, uh, go on, boy, pick up your weapon. What's that? You want me to pick up my weapon, do you? Why would I need to pick it up? Why would I need to pick it up when it comes right back to me? Boomerang! And camera pans slightly to reveal that the clacker that stuck into the wall earlier has been attached to by one of the later ones he threw, which is spinning around wildly. And as Joseph finishes his taunt, it unhinges from that and flies back, hitting Wamu in the head and basically carving off the top quarter of it. When I saw that, I laughed hysterically. I think it may have been the greatest thing ever. (laughs) Such a good move. It's just ridiculous. It's like, for this entire episode, it's like, oh yeah, so there's a clacker stuck in the wall there. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, why would I need to pick it up when it's already in you? You're like, what? No. No! And then... Now, Wamu here does... He occasionally does these weird sort of masochistic things. Go and on. It, I guess they're going for a sort of, like, honourable warrior thing. So he, he has to atone for his mistakes. Yeah, prideful sort of deal. But basically, it just comes across as whenever he screws up, he either hurts himself or lets people hurt him. <laughs> Which is good. Because no one has ever hit his face before. To atone for it, he lets Joseph wail on him for a bit. It didn't seem like he was doing that much damage, though. No. He was just getting angry and angrier. So Joseph starts sort of wildly 
swinging his clackers. Yeah, his clackers. And uh, it's never gonna get old, is it? No. <laughs> Start swinging his clackers. Talking about like this is for killing Mark. This is for hurting Caesar. This is for not taking me seriously. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason why we don't take him seriously. Because Joseph's justification for using these things was he admits that his hammer isn't really great right now, but if he can break open uh, Wham's skin with the metal balls, then he should be able to just fill that wound up. With isn't, a shit ton of hammer. isn't really working right now, but... He'll get there. He did some damage. I mean... He did better than Caesar did. Yeah, he did better than Caesar, which was... Oh, Obviously, this isn't the only time over the course of the part where Joseph and Wham fight because of what happened at the end of the episode. Yep. But uh, I think in their fights, it basically comes down to... Joseph has to be the biggest shitbird he can consistently because he knows he can never conf- compete with Wham on a purely physical level. Yeah, like, he has to outwit him. Mm. But he knows that he can't outwit him, so he still outwits him. He basically leans on the fact that Wham is this weird honourable warrior type mm. and just is like, okay, well, I'm just going to con the shit out of you repeatedly and see how that goes. I mean, it goes pretty well yeah. sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah, eventually um, Speedwagon's like, look out, his arm isn't broken, he's up to something. Who would have seen that? So he starts contorting his arms in a crazy way. Now, the weird thing is, his arms at this point are growing in size. Yeah, and like, appearing to at least. Yeah, and his veins, which apparently are everywhere along his arm, are just splitting. Yeah. And it's like, he's getting stronger and stronger. So strong that his blood is coming out of him. So I wrote down the narration of what happens here. He starts spinning his left arm clockwise, mm-hmm. his right arm counterclockwise, and that creates an air current between the two limbs that goes so quickly it creates a a powerful vortex of destruction. The vacuum that it creates creates a highly pressurised maelstrom of destruction. A maelstrom of destruction. A maelstrom. This is the divine sandstorm technique. Dun dun dun. I mean, to be fair, a maelstrom is pretty divine. Bit cooler than the stuff that uh, Santana was throwing out. Bit more sort of a high concept technique than uh, foul flesh, aka meat invade. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, although Divine Sandstorm, what does it do? Meat invade. You know exactly what that does. <laughs> that meat's going to invade you. Oh, and foul flesh? Oh, I think we know what that flesh is. Fighting ribs. Yeah, fighting okay, ribs. Okay, whatever else they were called. <laughs> Just, I don't know. There was that weird, like, I know exactly what this does sensation with Santana. Whereas the Pillman, what is a Divine Sandstorm? Is it a sandstorm? Is it divine? Who knows? Turns out whatever it is, it fucks you right up. Oh, yeah. Joseph goes and hides behind a marble, a marble pillar. And that doesn't work, because that just gets shredded apart. Like, instantly. I remember when you were starting watching the episode, you said, I bet Joseph is going to end up with his shirt really ripped in this. Yeah, because in the the opening, like, he has this scarf that I said, like, we haven't seen him with the scarf yet. Oh, so you thought it was going to preserve, like, a tank top, and he would get a scarf later? Well, yes. (laughs) Moral, I thought, like, at some point, his clothes were going to get shredded so that he would have a new outfit. What happens now? Uh, His clothes get totally fucking shredded by the Divine Sandstorm. Which, however, missed. I was going to say that, um, don't forget that in parts one and two, people do change their outfits fairly regularly. Although Uh, I will point, I did remember that the most significant other time Joseph changed outfits in this part is when on that, the Brooklyn Bridge, he just shredded all his clothes (laughs) off. I would have enjoyed that just as much. Yeah. Wamu uses his attack and he's like, the blood in my eye threw off my aim, but it was enough even with you hiding behind that marble pillar. So, this is a really good bit, as Joseph is just really doubling down on being a total shit, apparently. (laughs) I love this bit so much. some Metal Gear shit. (laughs) I'm saying shit a lot this episode, I'm gonna cut back on that. Nah, man. Nah, man, it's the best. It's the shit, you might say. It's good, yeah. 
embrace we're, the we're really letting out really owning out explicit itunes tag fuck yeah uh, Wamu turns on Speedwagon and Caesar and says, uh, Normally I would just let human onlookers like you be, but you, you saw me being shamed, so I have to kill you. And then Jojo sort of starts sneaking away. He sort of he gets up on his knees and starts shuffling. Yeah. yeah. And then Wamu hears and he looks, and the shot is just him looking with Joseph laying in the exact posture he was before, but slightly further away. <laughs> and then uh, he turns back around and goes, Hmm, I must be imagining things. And then he turns around again. And then Jojo's body has just moved, but he's still dead. Mm. He's it's, just significantly further he's away. He's like a though. Metal Gear guard. Yeah. He's just like, uh, okay, I think that was there. And then turns around, wait up. Whose footsteps are these? <laughs> Get shot. What was that? <laughs> Must have been my imagination. <laughs> What's this bullet doing in my chest? Must have been my imagination. Mm-hmm. Caesar is sort of internally monologuing about how he can't believe that Joseph would be so selfish. He could understand leaving him behind, but he loves Speedwagon. He's so frail as well. And the narrator, the narrator starts talking about how Joseph is this pathetic hero, but his actions are going to reveal that he's still worthy of our tale. Which is literally like, hold on, guys. It's just, just I know how this looks. Just stick with it for a bit. <laughs> look, it might look bad, but I promise we'll get through alive. He's cool. Trust me. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. Raiden's legit a cool guy. <laughs> you just got to get through this bit of Metal Gear Solid 2 to get to 4. And then? And then he gets in a minecart. Yeah, he climbs into the minecart and <laughs> makes a noise that Wamu hears. It's like, aha, you coward running away. Uh, and then I think, does he hop into the minecart? Yeah, he's sort of standing on the right, the, uh, the lip of the minecart with one yeah, foot on each side. That's right. And he's like looking completely fucked up. Mm-hmm. And Joseph just... Uh, well, you're here now. Pulls the lever. Off we go. And away they go. It would have been funny if it just started rolling away really slowly. Well, it sort of does. I mean, like, it goes at enough pace that the others feel secure. But... Yeah. No, but like when you get that shot back, there's a shot back to, to uh, Caesar and uh, Speedwagon. And it's gone really slowly away from them. And I just went, yeah, but they're not moving that slowly. I've been watching um, Harmon Quest on... Oh, I watched the first episode. So good. On free on CISO's YouTube account. Yeah. I think this isn't the first episode. I also watched a couple of others. Which where, one was it? It was the one with Chelsea Peretti. Oh, so good. Where um, they get in the minecarts. Yeah. And he, put, he starts the minecarts. As the minecart starts rolling away and he goes, Bone Weevil! I think another character's name. Yeah. No, it just slowly rolling away. He's <laughs> like, oh, Bone Weevil. <laughs> Such a good show. It's alright. I mean, it's good for someone like me who hasn't been able to play D&D in far too long. I, I listen to a lot of actual play podcasts, yeah. uh, and I think they do the roleplay better, but this is an entertaining show. Yeah. Although, and this is getting way off topic. Yeah. I don't understand why anyone would go to the live events of it, because it feels like the animation is sort of... It's half of the show, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And you're not getting that there. I guess maybe they do some stuff to warm up the crowd. Like... Probably. I mean, they probably do a lot more improv that they would cut out. Yeah, well. probably. Yeah. Hmm. But anyway... Chelsea Peretti's funny. Oh, God, so funny. I'm watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine season three on Netflix lately. I haven't even seen season two. It's good. I know. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> so. Uh, Caesar's like, that bastard, what a noble move. I see now that Jojo only acts foolishly to confound his opponent. He must actually have a good plan to defeat those monsters. Which we soon learn... No. Nah, just winging it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not very good in this capacity when yeah. he's losing a lot of blood. So and this is the one moment where Wamu can consistently see through Joseph's te- uh, tricks. 
Now, I think the first thing he says is, what are you planning? And then gets into the minecart. Yeah. It's, like, it's not something stupid, like you're holding on. And then it, Well, like... first he says, tell me, how do you remain un- unyielding in the moments before your death? Is it because you have bricks for brains, or do you still have another trick for me? It's not something stupid. Something like... dumb, like having dynamite behind your back. As we pan behind Joseph, holding on to dynamite, so... which is already lit. <laughs> Question. Yeah? Did they have dynamite 2,000 years ago? Two thousand. Yeah, when, uh, when the pillar men were last active. Look, probably not. But um, you know, he's probably aware of what it's called. He's learned the language. True. Hasn't he? He's yeah. deduced what these things are capable of. Yeah, he, that's uh, a fair point. Sense. Actually, they had yeah. that that going on. Yeah, they understand language from like a few sentences. When did the Chinese speak? invent like fireworks and stuff? Ah, oh, a long time ago. Probably like way before eighteen hundreds, at least. But I have no idea. I could just have pulled that number out of my head and you probably still would have believed yeah, me. Yeah, 1800 seems very late. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> but, you know, they probably had some form of explosive back in the day. Actually, no, they probably didn't. But... I don't know. But he's got this dynamite in his hand that's currently going off. He's like, oh shit, he knows about the dynamite. <laughs> he and literally then... just says, oh no, he knows. <laughs> and then Whammo's like, oh, or you wouldn't be considering suddenly pulling the brake on this minecart and throwing us out of it like this. And then he kicks it and they both fly off the minecart into some sort of temple into a pit almost yeah some sort of temple pit yeah i don't know where that is i don't know why there's a minecart i guess the germans would have set that up um, probably those crafty germans crafty german joseph is pretty messed up at this point he's had a big fall he's been divine sandstormed and he's lost a lot of blood for the last 10 minutes yeah <laughs> which only was meant to last yeah, one minute you'd think the divine sandstorm would have made him bleed out quicker true <laughs> So, you know, minor details. Minor hmm. details. Lamu stands above him and goes to finish him off. And Jojo pulls the best bluff that he's pulled yet. <laughs> hey, so Lamu says, um, I found your trick to be very quaint. Before you die, tell me, why do I still not see defeat in your eyes? And Joseph says, uh, I'm just going to do like a little short play here. Go on. Joseph says, I'll tell you if you want, but you're going to have to say please first. And Lamu goes, more games, enough, time to die such a shame because i can guarantee that a month from now i would be able to destroy you his finger stops mm. where he would normally go into just his neck. before his neck i'm the first person to scar your face if i put my mind to it i have unlimited potential gets his attention and he starts sort of buttering him up being like how could you live with the shame of knowing that i hurt you unless you face me in a fair fight at my full potential mate fight me in real life <laughs> yeah <laughs> so whamu hears this and goes Huh. huh. Well, I guess that none of that really matters, so can we just get this over with? Make it painless, please. It would be honour to be killed by a warrior like you. Blah, blah, blah. No! <laughs> How dare you! He thinks he's got him, and then ACDC is there all of a sudden, and he's like, Whammy, what are you doing? Kill this human already. Picks up the dynamite that's been on the floor the whole time and eats it. He just swallows it. And then his stomach becomes, like, really distended as it explodes. It grows two sizes that day. I've heard of a food baby, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> I like your Grinch joke. Wow. <laughs> that was that was terrible. Um, Wamu says, um, this human, I like him. I'm going to let him live. I just, I don't understand. Okay. On the one hand, yes, he's a proud warrior. On the other hand, is he so proud that he would let him live for a month? Just actually, yeah, he probably I would. mean, we get into yeah. this a little bit later, like much later, actually. But Wamu compared to the other Pillarmen isn't really that bad a guy. Right. He just sort of, you know, you got to support the home side. Yeah. He's like a chill dude that's like, oh, I suppose you're okay. Mm. It's kind of like Mark, the Nazi. He's an okay guy. 
He's just on the other side. Yeah, he's just a Nazi, yeah. which is a problem. He's like, okay, I'll give you a month. Come and fight me again in a month. But I'm not just going to let you go away. You might just start running and I'll never fight you again. So he pulls out his wedding ring. This I had no issue with for some reason. <laughs> okay. Like, oh yeah, I suppose like the clankers are a bit weird. Oh yeah, the metal's a bit weird. Oh, he's pulling out a wedding ring. It's oh, weird oh, that they, they consistently call them wedding rings. <laughs> I mean, they kind of are wedding rings in a way. They're sort of an ornate rings, and yeah. I guess you are sort of primed for some ring-based stuff because they've all got yeah. pretty heavy facial piercings. It's till death do they part, so you know, <laughs> yeah. it's all good. He pulls out the wing, the, the yeah. wing, P- pulls out the chicken wing. He pulls out the chicken wing, and uh, he slowly leans down into JoJo's chest mm-hmm. and inserts the ring around his aorta. Yeah. Of his heart. And he says it's uh, going to dissolve in 33 days, unleashing a deadly poison, uh, unless he can get the antidote which Wamu keeps in his lip ring. Which is always on his person, mm. as we have seen for the last two episodes. Yeah. And I mean, then... people don't really take their piercings out if they can avoid it, I think. Because then the hole starts to heal up. Yeah. Yeah, you probably don't want to heal that hole, if you know what I'm saying. I don't. Neither do I, but <laughs> it sounded good in my head. Yep. So then ACDC, noticing that Wamu has placed a ring inside of Jojo, just goes... I want in on this. This sounds good. Sign me up. <laughs> so he puts a ring uh, around Jojo's uh, throat. Yeah, his windpipe. Yeah, his windpipe. And he has his antidote in his nose ring. Except he doesn't say how long, but we assume 33 yeah. days. Oh no, I'm just going to do like a week. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, just a, yeah, you can have 33 days. I just, I just I'm really want to ruin Wamu's fun. I don't really like him that much. <laughs> so I'm going to make it 32 days. I'm going to make it 30 minutes. <laughs> Shit. Then they look up at Cars, who's sort of on top of the structure, and they say, Cars, do you want in on this? Cars goes, nah. He basically goes, no, like, I get it. We're immortal, you want to have some fun. But I'm sort of more more goal-oriented right now. Guys, I know that we want the redstone of, what is it, Aja? Yeah, Aja. Aja. We want the redstone of Aja. Have you lost sight of that? I haven't. Guys, come on. Then they all jump into the night sky laughing. <laughs> True. <laughs> There's like a I'll see you in 33 days. <laughs> Very vampiric almost. Yeah. And then Caesar, who's been listening the whole time, uh, he reveals himself now that they've all jumped away, and he's like, "Yo, time to train." Literally, we'll grow strong together. together. To be continued. Clasp arms, except they don't because Joseph's unconscious. Yeah, Joseph is well fucked. He's in a bad state. They should get him some medical attention. I imagine in the next episode it's going to be like, "What day is it?" Uh, it's been three days since you were not- THREE DAYS?! <laughs> Instantly run out, get yep. food. He should use his ham on to heal himself. Then he could even lift that rock. Whoa! <laughs> but will it be that rock? My grandfather's special training rock. <laughs> <laughs> he just carries it around with him. It's like, what's in the suitcase? My grandfather's rock. He lifted it this one time. <laughs> so heavy! Yeah, until he can lift it. Yeah. He can lift the suitcase fine, but not the rock itself. <laughs> but then how do you get the rock in the suit? Ooh. Okay. Anyway. So, good app. Good at Closing shot of uh, the night sky, which the pillar men have just jumped into. Um, Ominous, but uh, hopeful. To be continued. So, uh, highlights, lowlights. Uh, probably the boomerang was the highlight. Yep. I mean, wh- what even? <laughs> what even? Like, it perfectly used what we already knew in the most ridiculous possible way. 10 out of 10. <laughs> My highlight. If I can't use that, that is a really good moment. <laughs> it is a good moment, isn't it? The playing dead? Yes, playing dead. That's the playing be a- dead. Oh my god. Such a god. good moment. I just love that he looks around as a god and just goes, nah, yeah. Doesn't have very good depth perception, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he secretly knew. Ooh. Ooh. Lowlights. Lowlights. Were there any lowlights? Tough call. Yeah. ACDC's body was weird when he ate that dynamite. <laughs> 
It was extremely weird, but I was okay with it. No, I think the low light would probably be the starting bit for me, just because it lasted like 20 seconds. Too abrupt for your taste? Yeah, it just went, how dare you? You'll feel my thing. <laughs> and then that- Caesar's fight in general was pretty underwhelming. He didn't yeah. really do a great deal. He did like nothing. <laughs> God damn it, Caesar. Did one attack, got rebuffed. Compared to Joseph, slightly scratched. Yeah. And then sort of gave up. Yeah, Caesar was like, my beautiful face! It's like, yeah, thanks, Caesar. Can you not, though? Can you just actually fight like a dude? Maybe try attacking one of the guys who doesn't have special wind powers. (laughs) And can't block your bubbles. But then wouldn't he just uh, help them out or something? No, because they'd be prideful. Yeah, Yeah, true. True. Good uh, good rebuttal there, Nick. Yeah, nice one. High five. That wasn't me. (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry, but I had to self-high five my amazing point making. Okay, so Nicholas. Oh, no. What do you think will happen next time? We've had a defeat. Often in Shonen shows, this is followed by a training cycle. Uh Uh-huh. I think it's going to be a training cycle. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Okay, so we had with Jonathan, it went, I've killed Dio, but I haven't killed Dio. No, wait. Yeah. When did the... Yeah, and then the Harmon came in? Yeah. Yeah. So I killed Dio, but I haven't killed Dio. Oh, well, better go train with Harmon. This. Oh, well, we killed Santana, but we haven't really killed the Pillarman. So we got to go train somehow. Mm-hmm. And Caesar did already say we'll be stronger together. So maybe some training's going to come in. Yeah, with Caesar? Okay, look. Look. The lady keeps showing up. So either she's just going to, like, be their mentor or something. Or she's just going to be someone like a Hamon master and just, like, tells them what to do. You're going to breathe like this is the thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, guys, key point. Breathing. Oh. Yeah. It's easy to forget. But breathing. And it's just 20 episodes of... <sighs> really good episodes, though. Um, okay, well, they have to train. They have to train. I reckon they'll either train together or train against one another. Which is basically the only way they will train. <laughs> kind of covering all my bases now. The question is, where would they train? Because we've only had Caesar in the restaurant. Caesar in his little apartment. Don't forget the fountain fight. Uh, or the fountain which I don't think they're going to train there because it's a public place. Didn't stop them from fighting there. Mm. I'm surprised no one was like, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is this guy shooting bubbles at the other guy? To be fair, Italians give zero fucks. True. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll go to India, where the Hamon Masters are. Ah, Tibet, I think. Or Tibet, yeah. Uh, However, problem with that, who was the Hamon Master who Jojo killed in episode two of Battle 10? That would be straight so... Just putting it out there, but maybe maybe, maybe his friend Dyer. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, maybe uh, maybe they're all dead, so probably not going to go to Tibet. Maybe they'll go back to America. The American Hammond Master. Yeah, maybe they'll go to the Speedwagon Foundation. All right, sound prediction. So we have a couple of pieces of our listener correspondence that I want to address. <laughs> Thank you for writing in, guys. Uh, we'll probably ad- try to address a letter or two if, as we get them per episode. If we have assuming enough. we get two an episode, yeah, well, Jesus. Assuming we had correspondence, I think we'd put two at our max. Yeah, all right. This may be a lax requirement. (laughs) One of the guys who spruiked us on the Reddit emailed us, Joshua Kevin Perry. He's got some corrections for us based on, I think, the first uh, Battle Tendency episode. How dare he? I was perfect (laughs) in that episode. So he points out that something we got wrong was that JoJo's in parts 1, 2, and 3 are all 6 foot 5 or 195 centimetres. They all have basically the same build. And that Joseph is 18 at the present time. He's 18? Are you kidding me? A bit of contextual information too. Um, you know how we were joking about how Smoky said, uh, "I just think a dollar twenty-five for that push-up bra is too much." Yeah. Uh, contextually, that is about probably 
1995 when it, in US dollars when adjusted for inflation. Ooh. Apparently, that's the sort of go-to price for infomercial crap in the US. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Huh. Now, something that did interest me, um, we were talking about that thing that the brass knuckle guy punched his hand through. The brass knuckle guy? The, the mobster. Wait, he punched his hand through something. Remember, Joseph held that thing and he punched it when he thought he was punching Joseph. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a hat rack. Ah. Uh, it's poorly shown in the anime, but in the manga it says, what you were having fun punching wasn't me, but the hack- hat rack behind me. <laughs> okay. And he also talks about how Joseph hid the Tommy gun likely on his back with straps. Because Tommy guns generally came with straps because they were using the US military. But my thing with that wasn't so much how he had attached it to his back, but how he had kept it on his back perfectly hidden the entire time because that would show an obvious bulge in his jacket. Yeah, he would be a hunchback. Yeah. And it's a fucking Tommy gun. <laughs> so thanks for the correspondence, uh, Josh. But you're wrong. No, um, <laughs> no. no. It's good. It's good. And also, uh, one uh, Aminjama emailed us to let us know that they don't have iTunes, but they like the show, and that if they did, they would write us five stars. Good. Uh, <laughs> I mean... So that doesn't really help our metrics so much, but we appreciate the uh, the sentiment. <laughs> write it down on a piece of paper, and mm-hmm. just pretend that it's on iTunes. Yeah. There you go. Email to John iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> if you could just get in contact with Tim Cook, I'm sure he will... Allow you to get that shit. Go and write it on the grave of Steve Jobs. Actually, wait. We uh we allow comments on the website, don't we? I don't know if Squarespace, Squarespace has that. Oh shit! You can always tweet at us though, as well. True. You can tweet and or email, as I assume he did. <laughs> and seeing as we've sort of exploded in popularity a bit since we last recorded, we have a bit of a backlog of iTunes reviews. Since we had some correspondence, I won't go into those too much, but mm. um, I will shout out to one, and we'll do a few more over the next few weeks. One Hikashikata reviewed us on the US iTunes store. Good name. He likes your enthusiasm. He <gasps> likes my guidance. Wishes we did a little better with the classic rock references. Yeah, I get the feeling that all of these rock references were made at a time when I wasn't born. Mm. So I'll just look them up on Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's hard for you because you don't have the foreknowledge going into it. So I guess I'm really the one failing there. How dare you, <laughs> sir? How so dare you? We'll, we'll try to improve on those a bit. Shine on you, crazy diamond. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> What does anything mean? It's an expression. Is it? you never heard that saying before? No, I've never heard that before. I want to say it might be from a song or it could just be a figure of speech. Shine on you crazy diamond. Hmm. Huh. 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 Does that mean that anytime anyone says shine on, they are referencing shine on you crazy diamond? I don't know. You'd have to ask everyone. I'm off. I've got to ask everyone some things. That's basically our episode, isn't it? It's, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Just a... Well, that's pretty much it, isn't it? Yeah, sure, why not? Why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Maybe so, it can um, be. As we, I said a minute ago, if you like the show, feel free to correspond at it with us at uh, Jojo's Podcast at Gmail or at our Twitter, which is the same. Yep. Uh, or if you want to help new people find it, rate and review us. We mostly say iTunes because that's the platform we're most familiar with, but we're also on Stitcher and we have our website. I enjoy um, the website. Just I will sign us up for Google Play as soon as that is available for podcasting in Australia. Wait, does Google Play not have podcasts? It does Australia. in the US and some other Those countries. Those monsters! It's still on a pretty early platform as I understand it. Uh, you know what other platform we should get on? Not YouTube. I did well there, didn't Daily I? Daily Motion? Yeah, that's the one. It's like... Vimeo. Yeah, we should get on Vimeo because... This podcast is a series of vines. <laughs> it's like... For an hour, we just put up a vine for six seconds, and then another six seconds, and another six Have seconds. you seen the roundabout meme at all? Yes. Um, oh my, God, my favorite yes. one of those is, um, so you know how the basic format of the video is something crazy is about to happen, then it goes CPR to, to, to be continued? The, yeah. My favorite one of those is um, podcaster slash games journalist Griffin McElroy. Mm-hmm. He's sitting at his computer desk, and uh, the roundabout music is playing, and as it goes CPR to be continued, 
he pulls into frame a piece of paper saying, um, I don't know what this meme is and at this point I'm too afraid to ask. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Oh. Good guy, that Griffin McElroy. Good chap. Hmm. Solid, uh, girthman. <laughs> that face of pure discontent. I don't know what that means. Neither do I, that's the point. Okay, folks, until next time. To be continued. I haven't got a guitar. I should get a guitar. You should get a guitar. And then, well, I mean, I could bring in an acoustic guitar next time and then actually play the outro. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. I'll do... Okay, next time I'll do that. How about that? (laughs) I'll bring my acoustic guitar. Everything will be hilarious. Hang on. So what is it? It's... Old Mother Hubbard. Old Mother Hubbard. Had a rough cut punt. Oh, this is going to go so well. Had a rough cut punt. And a rough cut punt had she. And a rough cut punt. Okay, Old Mother Hubbard had, had a rough, rough cut, cut punt, punt. And a rough cut, cut punt had she. A rough cut punt. A rough cut punt. Not a punt cut rough. Oh, jeez. Not a punt cut rough. With a hole in the middle and a flag at the front. Flag at the front. So Old Mother, Mother Hubbard had a rough cut, cut punt. And a rough cut punt had she. A rough, rough cut, cut punt, punt, not a punt, punt cut rough, with a hole in the punt. middle and a flag at the front. Shit. Oh, and you God. go, two, three, four, <laughs> and so on. And every single time it just gets faster and faster. Yeah. Until someone's like, and a rough, no, yeah. no, no more. I'm out. <laughs> God damn, dude. I'm going to take off my sweater and get warm in here. Ah. I'm trapped. Come on. Send the National on. Guard. <laughs> get the jaws of life happening. Oh, no, I remember... We never did anything like that in uh, my old band, because the one that Cam was in with me. Yeah, old um, man. Yeah. Tafom! The wonders of Tafom. Which I found, like, the old EP for, oh. and then sent it to Dom, and Dom was like, holy shit, we fucking ruled! And I was like, we didn't, but that's okay. Yeah, we never did anything like that, because I was just practiced before, and then Cam would walk, he's like, what up, guys? Let's, like, slam down yeah. some tunes. Let's just jam like, and see what happens, man. Yeah, yeah pretty much.